This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Ryan Spader. He is at the Ace of Spader on Twitter. I'm at Holden Radio on Twitter. And this is the trade deadline edition. So if you listen to our last show, uh, Spader broke the news about Mike Clevenger going to the Padres. So kudos to you, my friend. Good job with that. You got it done. You got that job. Uh, you got the, the big story done. You are now officially a Baseball Writers Association of, a Mem- uh, of America Hall of Fame voter. And uh, good job doing what you do. You're a prick. Yeah, uh, well, the funny thing is, I I said last night, the very last thing that I said on the matter was that uh, after Nightingale said Padres weren't the favorites anymore, I said, um, I'm still hearing that this deal's going to get done. And um, Nightingale had credited me earlier that he was hearing the same. Ken Rosenthal sent a tweet out and he said, you know, hearing Clevenger to the Padres... um, just as others are hearing it or something because he doesn't want to mention me and then the funny thing is of course it becomes official today and uh, nothing that i said holds any value i guess and they, all of the people who are the powers that be i suppose in baseball writing um don't put any stock in what i say and they don't really care even though some of them tend to slide in my dms and uh, ask things of me so um, yeah, very interesting way. So publicly they shun you, and privately they hit you up and ask you for information. And not all of them, but yes, there are quite there a are few. Some. Who, yes, there are a few big, uh, big, big, big people. Okay, let's mm-hmm. get into the baseball part of it though. Mike Clevenger. So here's a guy that again, I believe we agree. I'm going to speak with you here. Is that Clevenger is probably gone not because of the talent, but because of whatever happened with the COVID or something off the field, or maybe he likes to smoke too much weed. I don't know what it is. This guy's too talented with two more years of control to be on the move. But that's what happened with Cleveland, and they got a nice haul. But what does this do with the Padres' rotation now, slotting in ahead of Paddock and ahead of Lamette? Because I love this front three. Yeah, it takes a lot of pressure off Paddock, I think, because he was supposed to be the savior of that rotation. He's been a little down this season. Um, he's never really lived up to the hype 
that um, he brought on himself, I suppose, in his uh, in his rookie season, um, or at least early on in his rookie season, because I know he struggled towards the end of the year. But um, he, um, he he's going to have, I think, an easier go at it to, to share the, uh, I guess, the burden, if you will, with with somebody else other than Lament. And uh, like you said, I, I think this front three is going to be really dominant for this team. And um, uh, Clevenger, uh, as far as him leaving the Indians, I'm not going to say that it was just something to do with uh, the whole virus nonsense. Uh, because if they if that's what the case was, then they would have gotten rid of Plesac as well, because he you know handled it much more poorly than um, Clevenger did. Clevenger, after you know. I guess lying about it at first, kind of kept his mouth shut from the public. Plesak had filmed that video that um, was not received very well by many people, mm-hmm. and he's still around. So um, I, I think it was just uh, the Indians realizing that, hey, we have an embarrassment of riches of starting pitching. Clevenger is going to be the number one starting pitcher who is moved at this deadline, and we can get a haul for him, so let's do that now. By the way, this deadline was spectacular. We just had so many moves in such a short amount of time, and it felt very surreal because here we are two months into the season, and boom, we already got this this deadline. So it was very busy for the Padres. The Padres really were the story of this. So they got Clevenger. They got Austin Nola. They got Mitch Moreland. I mean, you talk about a couple of more bats. Like Austin Nola is one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. Mitch Moreland is a tremendous left-handed hitter who's having a spectacular season. And I don't think, you know, you, you poo-poo the fact they went out and they got another catcher and Jason Castro and they picked up a, a couple of guys from Seattle too. I mean, the Padres are just a better team now. I, on paper, what would have to happen, or in, I guess if we're looking at the postseason, what would have to happen for the Padres is Clevenger and either Lamette or Paddock would just have to go on an insane run, and this offense could carry them from there. I'm just, this offense is deadly, man. Yeah, they don't even have to go on an insane run. They just have to be serviceable with how good that offense is and and how much better it just got. I, I, I really believe that. Like, this team's already 21-15. and 15. That is a pretty damn good record to begin with. They're already looking at 96.2% odds of making the postseason given their record and their um, uh, run differential. And now that's only going to get better. Their World Series odds going into today were 2.9%. And you've got to think that that's um, approaching the double digits now with the additions that they made. I mean, it's a nasty offense. We've seen this in the postseason, though, right? The offense shrinks up and the pitching is where it goes. So they have three frontline guys. But, yes, for the right to get to the playoffs, I have a hard time thinking they're not going to get there at this point. Just about everybody's going, it seems like, if you're even close to 500. But look at this offense. My God, Grisham, Tatis, Machado, and Hosmer. They also picked up Tommy Pham. They've also picked – they've got Will Myers. They've got Mitch Moreland. That right there is one through seven. And that's what about including the- Nola and Cronenworth. It, yeah, they've got the no rookie breaks. of the year. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They said, yeah, yeah they there's the rookie of the year. <laughs> there's no breaks. Absolutely no breaks up and down in this this lineup. It's a lot of fun to look at. I, I want to put it up against the Yankees when the Yankees, or if the Yankees are ever healthy. Give me I the Padres, the honestly. There. Give me the Padres. No, give me the Padres. Really? Over a healthy Yankees lineup? Yeah. So this you're taking Grisham over. You're taking Grisham over DJ LeMahieu? Well, uh, 
Le- LeMayhew's my guy. And, Me too. I'm taking and, LeMayhew. All right. Tatis versus Judge. Healthy Judge. Give me Tatis. He does more, man, and he plays a, a more valuable position. I don't think you're crazy. Um, let's see here. Let's Hold just. On. Why, why did Why did you say Grisham, Grisham's playing outfield? He's there. He would be their leadoff hitter, though. I'm just oh, kind of okay. going by I like batting. You. Okay, board. okay, okay. I got you. Right. So it's kind of like, it'd be like Grisham versus DJ LeMahieu at the top. All right, I got you. I got you. I got you. Right. So Tatis Judge. I don't know who would be hitting third at this point. Are they? Is Luke Voigt just going to stick around and hit third? <laughs> It's all said and done. It's so what? weird. That dude blows my mind. He's got 41 home runs, I believe, over his last 162 games. And, he, and, 100, and 100 walks. I mean, I know Manny Machado is just on fire right now, but Luke Voigt is every bit the hitter Manny Machado is this year. This year. And then uh. you... Right now, Luke Voigt and Manny Machado, if you took the names away, you'd say, oh my God, Luke Voigt. He's one of the great hitters in the history of baseball. Better than Babe Ruth. In the history, well, you know it's funny you say that because Voigt does actually have a better OPS plus than Manny, and I yes. know I would not better slugging that. too, doesn't he? He's slugging like seven hundred. Don't tell me that Manny's slugging seven hundred. Voigt's having a better season. For now, we'll see. I agree. For now, we'll see. I'm I'm with Voigt on this one, and then you know if you go Hosmer Voigt or Hosmer Stanton. Anyways, there's no downtime in these lines. I think a healthy lineup. For the Yankees is still the best, but I'm not. I wouldn't call you crazy for going with the Padres. It's just the Yankees lineup again. You go down with Torres, and now Luke Voigt is emerging. There's just there's so much power at every single position. But you can make the argument that the same thing is with the Padres now, can't you? Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, football season's coming up. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday's coming back in the NFL with NFL Sunday Ticket TV. You can stream every game live out of market. And every Sunday afternoon, you can watch football on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. You'll never miss your favorite teams and favorite players, no matter where you live. NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. It is what I will be doing here very soon. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE. So there were actually other teams besides for the Padres that made deals. Uh, here's one that got me a little bit. The Marlins got Starling Marte from the Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah, from the Diamondbacks. And Caleb Smith, the lefty, who a couple of years ago, everybody thought was it was going to be him and Fernandez, right? right uh, Fernandez had died, I think, a year before then. So Caleb Smith was coming up through the organization. He was going to be the front of the rotation guy. It hadn't panned out. And he's 29 now, Spader. <clears throat> and Marte, on the other hand, just a really good hitter. Yeah, that that trade is always um, always that trade is uh, it's a bit peculiar to me. I I don't really know what either team's doing there, um, but Starling Marte, he's a three eleven hitter th- uh, on the season. He's got an OPS that's twenty three percent above league average. His pop's a little off. He had the best power season of his career last year when he slugged five oh three. Um, I, I don't think he's a f- a 503 slugger, but I also don't really think he's a 443 slugger, what he's been doing this year. Uh, and just uh, by the numbers, he's having one of the best seasons of his of his career. So it's a great pickup for the Marlins. And you got to keep in mind, this Marlins team, we we look at the, uh, the their lineup and the rotation and see some of the names and kind of scoff at it. But they're, they beat the Mets today. They're 15 and 15. They're every bit in this um, postseason race, especially with this expanded uh, playoffs, that 
any other team is. I, I mean, you got to keep in mind they're a half game ahead of the uh, Phillies right now. And if you're the Marlins, you're still two years away from being a legitimate like playoff contender, I suppose, right? So why not in this wacky shortened season, since you're probably not going to play all the games and you can go by win percentage, why not go roll it out there and just go for it and try to get to the postseason? That'd be fun. And you're not giving up the farm. You're just getting a really good, uh, a really good position player for a pitcher that we're out as welcome there, I guess. Yeah, uh, and it's um, kind of like you said. Caleb Smith was supposed to be a, a stud for them, and he, I think, his rookie season he had an ERA in the sevens, and uh, never really performed the way that um, that they were hoping for. Uh, his first season, what, 2017, so he was with uh, Fernandez, wasn't he? Was he with, yeah, it was 2017, was that when it happened? It was, those two guys were supposed to be, you know, one and one A, going yeah. up the chain. Well, it, it, you know, it's, it's even, fu- what's even funnier about it is they got him from, um, uh, from the Yankees, and I, I thought initially, I thought he was involved in the um, Stanton trade, but that would have been too soon. And um, they got him from the Yankees, and it seems like the Yankees just always know when they have somebody who's touted as a talent and um, isn't going to pan out. They always seem to do a good job at dumping those guys. Yep. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. That's something they do well. I want to talk about your guys, the Phillies. Like what the Phillies have done here, the bullpen was among the worst in the history of the world. So they went out, they got Hembry, they got Workman from the Red Sox, and now they get themselves David Phelps for some player to be named laters. I think three of them to be exact. Dude, he's averaging almost uh, 14 strikeouts per nine. So this is pretty good. I I really like what the Phillies have done here with that bullpen just making it over. Yeah, the one thing that worries me, though, is um, Workman. So I I thought that he was going to be the the answer for them, the absolute solution here. And uh, he hasn't pitched poorly, I I wouldn't say, for the, the Phillies. He's got an ERA at 3.38, and um, the thing that's concerning to me, though, is his season thus far. Last year, he was one of the most unhittable pitchers in baseball. He allowed just 29 hits over 71 and two-thirds innings. This season, he's allowed um, 18 hits over 18 or over 12 innings. He's near. He's closing in on his hit total from uh, last year, and he's nowhere near his inning total. His WHIP is in the twos it's more than double what it was last year and um his uh hits per nine are nearly 10 more than he had all the last season while his strikeouts are dropping well i still like the moves that they've made with the phillies can you say you like them yeah absolutely good big fan of the phelps move as well just wanted you to be happy with everything that your your favorite team growing up is doing right now and i think they've done it nice you know their offense is looking great um, you think they got enough in the rotation behind Nola? Uh, that remains to be seen. I think they're going to have to figure something out there. Um, I'd like Wheeler a lot, uh, but from there, there's just a it's a great one-two punch. But there is absolutely a massive drop off from there. Speaking of starters, how about the Braves not doing absolutely anything? They their starters besides for Max Fried. Okay, take Max Fried out of it. The rest of their starters are one in ten with a seven-two-three ERA. David O'Brien, the, my fellow Jayhawk, Braves beat writer, coming up. one in ten with a seven-two-three. How do you not address the rotation if you think you're good enough to win a World Series? So I think the Braves' mistake was they didn't want to trade their um, 
their highly touted prospect, uh, Waters. I'm forgetting his first name. Um, but uh, was it Reese Waters? No, I think it's somebody else. No, you're, <laughs> he's a comedian. He's oh. a comedian. Um, yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to uh, trade him. And um, I, I've always been of the school of thought: you tr- you trade potential prospects for the sure thing. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to go that route. Um, and it's Drew Waters, by the way. Uh, they didn't want to go that route. Uh, they they feel like they have a. Um, like a Paul O'Neill in their system here with with this kid, he's um, ranked number thirty six in uh, Baseball America's top one hundred and um, twenty six for Major League Baseball, and they they just didn't want to move him. I personally would have for a Clevenger. Um, this was one of the things that was one of the snags in the Clevenger deal. That's why it didn't get done last night. Is because apparently Atlanta was um, trying to make a move on him. But what I heard was they weren't going to move uh, Drew Waters for him. So there was going to be no deal. And what was happening was that the Indians were just posturing against the Padres, trying to milk them for whatever they could get. And they got a solid return. They didn't get all that much. I think the best prospect they got from the, um, uh, from the Padres was their number seven or so. So, um, yeah, I, I think that uh, the Braves made a mistake there. All right, a couple things. Uh, first, I want to remind you that you counted on all these restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while the dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings food you're craving right to your door. I used it last night, as a matter of fact. Get some Indian food. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the, the code BLUEWIRE. Five bucks off, zero delivery fees on your first order. Download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code blue wire code blue wire five dollars off your first order with doordash so this is interesting too cameron maben has been with the tigers three times ryan spader cameron maben has been traded three times from the tigers and this time he's with the cubs so i just thought that was an interesting note it's not like he's going to uh, really change the course of the organization there but the jays were busy here's here's this is what i like this is all about upside for the Blue Jays. They don't care about the fact that Ross Stripling loves giving up home runs this year. They don't care about the fact that Robbie Ray can't throw strikes. What they do know, though, is when Robbie Ray's at his best, he's one of the best. And with when Stripling is at his best, you know, he's a solid middle of the rotation guy. Uh, and they, they gave up, what, four or five player-to-be-named-laters for everybody that they got? Uh, maybe Travis Bergen and a couple of player-to-be-named-laters and some money. I like what they did. You in with them or down with or uh, out on them? I think they did a solid job in taking a shot on, with Ray. Maybe if change of scenery because he was a dominant uh, pitcher. He was an All Star. Uh, he he's kind of lost it this year. Uh, he's he also has a WHIP in the twos. His FIP is terrible at seven point two three. His strikeout numbers are still there and they're always going to be there. But his walks are just abysmal, averaging nine walks per nine innings. Um, I, I I like the. The risk there, I told you in the last show, I think the best move of the postseason is going to prove to be that Tawan Walker um, trade. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be absolutely nails down the stretch, and they're going to take over second place f- uh, from the Yankees. But um, one thing that I, that I want to note, and I think a lot of people, uh, maybe even some of the people listening to this, don't realize 
that you know a player to be named later is not something to scoff at. Generally, what this is is when, uh, and I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, but mm-hmm. generally what this is is they're handing the opposing team a list of players that they can select from, and they give them a certain amount of time that they have to select from. There's been some really, really great players moved as player to be named later, uh, one of which I know you covered for a while in Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was moved as a player to be named later from the Padres to, uh, to the Nationals. Now, in the end, this ends up being a win for the Padres, even though they lost out on um, a great shortstop because had they not moved Trey Turner, then they probably don't make a move for Fernando Tatis Jr., I guess that is a silver lining to that. So AJ Preller made a horrible move, and then because of that horrible move, he got lucky because he had the opportunity to take Tatis for James Shields, who correct, which is a couple who a couple weeks prior um, gave up a home run to Bartolo Colon, <laughs> and in his last start with the Padres, allowed ten earned runs. What a oh god! And the only guy that I know that gave himself a nickname. Big game, James. He's the one that gave himself that nickname. But um, back to the Jays real quick. Hinjin Ryu. You know, I don't know if any of these guys are going to go up against a Verlander or a Cole, and I'm going to feel great about it. Like, Ryu will keep you in a game. Ryu is actually a good – I would feel good with him on a, on a as a number two starter. The problem is with this rotation, he's the number one, and you got to hope that Walker turns out, and you got to hope that Robbie Ray can find the strike zone, and you got to hope that Stripling, and then there's Chase Anderson who pitches the contact, and Roark now could go be a long reliever or something like that. Um, but they have depth. At the very least, they have depth and upside. And if it doesn't pan out for them this year, they have something that they can work with next year, you know? Even if this is a trial period and they want to figure things out, I think it's just great moves. I like what the Jays did. I think behind the Padres, they're my second favorite team at the deadline. I'm with you on that, 100%. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is you mentioned Garrett Cole. I mean, he just gave up four runs in five innings again tonight. He's you, he, let, let me Hold on. Before you say these pitchers are facing the same teams like start after start, and I really think that I, I've been trying to look into this a little bit. I think there's an edge to be had there for betting from a betting standpoint. I really do. The more these guys see them, like G-Man Toy owns – Garrett Cole, and time after time, he's just touching up. He's got to see these teams over and over again. And then, well, so this yeah. is the this is the third time that um, Cole's facing uh, the Rays, and in his first game, he allowed three earned over four and two thirds innings. Mm-hmm. In his second, he allowed two earned in six and two thirds, and then tonight, four and five. So, I mean, he he was good in the second one, but uh, other than that, he wasn't anything special, and. He, um, he, he faced the Braves in his last start for the first time this season. He allowed five earned in five innings. Uh, I, he's, I don't know. Yankees fans are probably starting to, uh, their buttholes are starting to pucker a little oh, bit with that, uh, <laughs> with that um, huge contract that Garrett Cole has because he's not, right now anyway, not the Garrett Cole of, um, of, of Houston. See, yeah, it's it's again, it's such a small sample, right? We've been playing. Of course, for, how, but, how long have we been playing for? I don't even. But know. he hasn't he hasn't had a stretch like this even since he was with Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's just an odd year, man. There's a lot of weird things that are happening, and I'm not worried about. The, listen, you Leave say the, the league Yankees, and home runs allowed, man. <laughs> Yankees will. The Yankees will end up. They'll end up blanking the playoffs, and if they get Judge back and healthy. 
with Stanton and LeMahieu, then they're going to be fine. I mean, yeah. It's as easy as that, and they'll be favorites again. But, you know, for now they're banged up. And I'm, I don't think Toronto's going to pass the Yankees when it's all said and done in the division. I don't think it's going to happen. That's, that's where I'm at. I think Toronto's going to finish second in that division. Huh. I think that team's that good. And I think their young players are going to really start to pick it up. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero has sort of had, I guess, the disappointing season thus far. Um, He's I mean, picking he it up. Yeah, yeah, and that's, he, he hasn't been bad by any stretch. But um, it, just in terms of the expectations that people had for him, I guess he hasn't been uh, quite that. But, I mean, the guy's currently riding a 12-game hit streak uh, where he's batting 364, 440, 636. And uh, his, his slash line has gone from, uh, well, he's gone from a 684 OPS to an 827 OPS during that stretch. So I, I think you're starting to get from Vlad Guerrero Jr. what um, uh, what the expectations were for him. Yeah, it's taken him a little while. People give up on prospects very easily. They did the same thing with Mike Trout. Do you remember that when Mike Trout came up and just looked forty games? Yep, yep. And that was it. And I remember more because I was doing the on the fantasy side of things coming into the season saying. Gosh, you know, everybody's given up on Mike Trout, and I wonder why. You know, he's only the best prospect in the game. He came up. Uh, there have been plenty of other guys that had it happen to them before. I mean, the most notable being Mickey Mantle, right? And this guy is better. That might be better than Mickey Mantle when it's all said and done. But uh, Mike Schmidt's another one. There you go. We've talked. Yeah, he you talked to him about that, right? He played an entire. Yeah, he played an entire season, and he only batted um, one ninety six, I believe. I just pulled it up. So. His first cup of coffee, 13 games in 72, he batted um, uh, 206. His 1973 season, he batted 196. The Phillies didn't give up on him, and uh, he turned it around and had nine, almost 10 more in his third season. was one of the best players in baseball uh, right from there. And one thing that I guess Schmidt that helped keep him in the lineup is that glove never slumped for him. He was always, uh, whether he was hitting or he wasn't, he was always one of the best defensive sh- uh, third baseman in baseball. Yeah, there's, a, I mean, there's some really, you go back and you look at some of those guys that people thought were just overhyped, and then that was it. And then they took off the next year when they had a little bit of, they had a little bit of time under their belt. So good for him. Go, going back just real quick to the Blue Jays, they were without their best hitter too in Bo Bichette. Love that guy. Absolutely love him, but um, he, he's not going to be around. But Teoscar Hernandez and Randall Gritch. I love, I love Hernandez. Me too. Hold on, I didn't even realize what is Bichette done? Bo Bichette. I thought he was done for the year. Yeah, that sucks. Well, I didn't realize he was done for the year. Um, no, he's uh, he's making just, progress. Yeah, making progress. There you go. Right. I thought he was done. Let's see here. Well, look, Let's hey, hey, look at it. look at this. You're you're feeding me Bichette. I fed you Bichette, yes. <laughs> so they're reluctant to put a timeline on his return. Okay. Well, maybe he will be back sometime during September. That'd be nice. That would be nice. That'll be a huge boost to them. Then I could see them overtaking the Yankees. If they got him for like, I don't know, it'd only be like two weeks, though, at the most, right? If he's just starting to run now. Well, the Yankees are losing right now. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Blue Jays didn't do themselves any favors because they lost to the Orioles tonight. But mm-hmm. they're I think um, I think they're only one game within uh, within each other. Hmm. Okay, one and a half. There you go. One and a half, one and a half right. games. 
I actually looked at the standings last night for the first time this season. Like, legit just sat down and, and studied them. And I still don't understand who makes the playoffs because I think everybody does. There's uh, teams no. that are under 500 that will just make the take, playoffs. Take the top two from each division mm-hmm. and then take and the two in. remaining best records. Right. But you're so, good at math. I can't, like, two plus two is five. You know, it's really hard to do that. I, I just one thing I would like to point out to you right now is mm-hmm. that the um, Detroit Tigers – Oh, no, the Detroit Tigers are number nine seed right now, so they're just outside of a, a playoff spot. That's too bad. Um, and Tyler Glass now is no-hitting the Yankees. So you'll know what happens when you listen to this because we're taping this on Monday night, and you'll hear it on Tuesday or whenever you're listening to it later in the week, but I think that's interesting too. Glass Does this count as a, ju- a jinx because it's on a recording? Right? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't believe in jinxes. Yeah, neither do I. I used to be really superstitious. Now you're just a little stitious. No, not. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, ladies and gentlemen. No, I do want to add one more. Mike Miner. Now, Mike Miner was terrific last year. He'd been struggling uh, this year with the Rangers, but now he goes to Oakland. It just seems like Oakland, always silent but deadly. You know, like the nastiest, nastiest farts. That's who the A's are. They're silent but deadly. And I like this move, and he's going. Listen, Texas has become now a great pitcher's park. It used to be a great hitter's park. They got a new park. This place place is one of the biggest places in Major League Baseball. But uh, he's going to Oakland. I like this move. I like it a lot. I mean, he has really struggled this year, but he's a guy that goes out, eats a ton ton of innings, gets you 200 strikeouts, and can be your number three starter in the playoffs. Yeah, um, one thing that surprised me with um, the Rangers, though, is did they didn't move Lynn? (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, or Gallo. Uh, I'm not surprised they didn't move Gallo, but I am very surprised they did not move Lynn. They they must have just not gotten a deal they like. Who the hell knows? He's been great this year. Again, another guy starts every game, strikes out quite a few guys. Yeah. I like them. All right, so here's the deal. Did somebody say playoffs? And you say yes, Spader. Yes, NA, NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including the new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB going into fall, no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. Take advantage of the return of sports, and remember the casino never closes either. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag, use promo code BLUEWIRE, to receive your welcome bonus, betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Spader, thank you for doing this emergency podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, I didn't even realize this was a, an emergency. Yeah, it was of de- I didn't want to scare you. Oh, So geez. I just said, hey, let's just do a show, and I didn't let you know it was an emergency podcast. But you did it, you got through it, and it was like you weren't even nervous or anything. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Good, right? Kind of like when you had... Um, Kate Upton on your program. Yeah, she had no idea what she was in for. <laughs> she had no idea what she was in for. All right, again, follow Spader at the Ace of Spader. Follow me at Holden Radio. And thanks for listening to the Walk Off. <laughs>